Welcome to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I am intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. There is great power in the number three. It is not only the number our brains remember most, but it is also the triad, as it contains a beginning, a middle, and an end. It represents wholeness, and what better way to absorb information from, than from the power of three coaches? We created the show with the intention of assisting you in awakening your intuition and inner coach and to help you live your best life. We will also have real conversations and share our personal experiences to help you to do so. We may even make you laugh. At the close of the show, we will pull an oracle card to add extra insight from the universe. Our topic today is boundaries. So boundaries are personal limits. When you look up the definition of boundaries, you read that a boundary is a space between you and another person, a clear place where you begin and the other person ends. The the purpose of setting a healthy boundary is to take care of yourself physically, emotionally, mentally, and spiritually. We create them to keep ourselves safe and sane. If we have watery boundaries, meaning there aren't any limits or spaces, we can feel taken advantage of, hurt by others' behaviors, and feel victimized. It can mean that we do not have a strong sense of self-identity, which can lead to total enmeshment with another person. Can we say codependency? According to PositivePsychology.com, healthy boundaries can serve to establish one's identity. Specifically, healthy boundaries can help people define their individuality and can help people indicate what they will and will not hold themselves responsible for. Now that last sentence is really important. Defining what we will and will not hold ourselves responsible for. Responsibility is another topic unto itself. Yet in determining our boundaries, we can start with what are our personal values? What do we feel strongly about for our bodies, our minds, and our spirits? Now, we don't do anything without having a benefit of some sort, so let's chat about the benefits of having boundaries, again from PositivePsychology.com. The benefits that they list are good mental health, good emotional health, avoidance of burnout, a developed identity, influence others' behaviors, and developed autonomy. Now, on the flip side, the cost of not having boundaries can include resentment and anger, sounds like the forgiveness work, (laughs) burnout, stress, financial burdens, wasted time, relationship issues, and mental distress. What's important to really understand here is that the lack of healthy boundaries can negatively affect every aspect of our lives. So why doesn't everyone have them? Because most of us don't know how to have them. They weren't modeled for us. We've had to figure things out for ourselves the hard and sometimes very painful way. Keep in mind, that boundaries can look a bit different in a romantic relationship, family dynamic, and working relationship. So, Rory, what is your experience with boundaries? First off, I love that intro, and I can relate a lot to it. Uh, I definitely did not have a class in boundaries growing up, so (laughs) I had to learn the hard way, uh, like a lot of people do. So for me, you know, I tend to be a very empathetic person. And I think it's oftentimes a superpower of mine. You know, I have this ability to easily put myself in other people's shoes and relate to their history or their current life circumstances. And I think, you know, it's a great skill to have, Mm -hmm. but it often comes at a cost. And for me, uh, it was really easy to get lost in other people's perspectives of a situation or an event. I was so empathetic Mm -hmm. that I didn't always understand or respond with my true feelings or with good boundaries. I would just excuse other people's poor behavior because I could see why they were doing it and I could really understand instead of whether or not they should be doing it. Mm. And so it took me a long time and some pretty unhealthy relationships and experiences to finally change my ways. And now I see things very differently. You know, there's a huge disparity between being understanding and compassionate and allowing other people to behave in ways that are not respectful to us or in our best interest. And so knowing who you are, uh, what you stand for, and what you want in life, and sticking to it is a good thing. That doesn't mean there is no such thing as compromise, but compromising your values or allowing others to treat you in ways that are undeserving is just not an option for me anymore, and it shouldn't be for anyone. You can still be loving, kind, 
supportive, attentive, and thoughtful, and have crystal clear boundaries. I like that. Wow, I can so understand that. And thank you for talking about that, that disparity between understanding and compassion. Yeah. Yeah, and I, th- I liked what you had in the, in the intro about this. A boundary is a divide between two people. Yeah. yeah. And I think what happens is that divide gets really messy. Blurred. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when I heard that term watery boundaries, it was like, that's exactly what I did. And you were talking about that here, especially empathetic, being yeah. empathetic, which, you know, we all understand. <laughs> It's your superpower and your kryptonite. <laughs> yeah. But I like that, you, yeah, that we see the <laughs> gift in it, too, right? Because right. it did bring us a gift. But, man, it does come at a cost. And we don't want to get stuck in that cost, which I love that you brought that up. But it's, it's good to understand that sometimes we have to go there to mm-hmm. get to that opposite place of understanding and respect for ourselves yeah. and go, uh, yeah, no, no more. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, go ahead. And then it's those unhealthy relationships that become our teacher, right? Yeah. As hard as that is. Well, and I think a lot of times people that we might think are jerks or insensitive actually can have really good boundaries. Yeah. And then yeah. there's the people that are the most caring that actually can have the worst boundaries because mm-hmm. they're always thinking about other people's needs and putting other people before themselves. So it's really interesting. I think it's like we all have to meet in the middle and find that happy. Oh, I so relate to that because I did that with my ex. I was like, what is your problem? You don't think about anybody else. You only think about yourself. And where I was just always giving myself away, yep. right? I had no boundaries, but he, he had his, this is my exercise time. This is this time. This is, I thought, you are just not nice, <laughs> you know? And it was like, oh, wait, after learning, because I learned through that painful experience, it's like, I'm the one that yeah. didn't have the boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. Well, everyone, stay tuned for this episode of the Conscious Coaching Hour for more conversation around boundaries. And remember, we are here for you. So if you would like any intuitive coaching advice on any issue, feel free to message us on Facebook at Love From The Hip. That's H-Y-P. The veil is the line between physical and non-physical realities, between spirit and matter. Listen in to Go Beyond The Veil, an exciting new show every second Wednesday of each month from 2 to 3 p.m. In this engaging and informational jam-packed radio hour, hosts Sakura Sutter and Rory Reich interview folks who make a living crossing the veil, assisting others on their journeys of healing and self-discovery. Drawing from their own experiences, Sakura and Rory have come to realize how challenging it can be to understand it all. So they will ask the hard questions to not only reveal more truths and clarity, but in an effort to make spiritual sense. They hope by offering you, the listener, a resource where science meets spirituality that you too can finally put your skepticism to rest once and for all. So join them as they go Beyond the Veil. Taking care of your body's largest organ can be difficult, but not for Astera Skincare Mist. This topical skin spray supports your skin's own natural healing defenses. Astera Skincare Mist is a light misting spray, free of parabens, alcohol, toxins, and fragrance. This all-natural topical skin spray will take the woe out of your skincare worries without clogging your pores. Irritation, inflammation, redness, post-procedure sensitivities, no problem. With Astera Skincare Mist, you can continue about your day without the skin dismay. Acne, rosacea, psoriasis, sunburns, rashes, and fungus? Don't let these skin concerns inconvenience you. Instead, let Astera Skincare Mist allow you to be happy in the skin you're in. Available at Sakura Skin and Mind. Learn more at asteracare.com. That's E-S-T-H-E-R-A care.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H 
www.lovefromthehip.com. Welcome back to Love From The Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love From The Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Rory Reich. On today's show, we're discussing boundaries. If you have a question or need some advice on boundaries, or simply want to share your experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love From The Hip, that's H-Y-P. So, Sakura, can you talk about an experience uh, and thoughts with boundaries? Yes, I can. (laughs) (laughs) So I've come to realize that boundaries aren't simply about setting up an energetic shield, relying on crystals to protect you, or burning sage, a mass amount of sage. I mean, those all serve a purpose, but they are also only temporary. Um, Instead, I believe being your authentic self is the best boundary to have, because when you can stand in your true power, and speak from exactly who you are, those who want to change you, those who do not serve you, and those who are considered toxic, they just fall away. Of course, family may not just fall away, but what they say and do doesn't hurt anymore because you're able to hold compassion for them where you used to hold fear. And although I believe being your authentic self is the best boundary, I am also quite aware it is also the hardest one to put in place. And as an empath, which you were discussing earlier, Rory, At a very young age, I had no concept of boundaries, nor did I know I needed them. I mean, as a child, why would you even set boundaries? Already as a child new to this planet, you're seeking to understand yourself, the mechanics of how your body works, and also how your body and heart feel. But then you throw in being an empathic child, right? Now you're throwing in other people's feelings into the mix, and it becomes a bit of a horrible game. Which feeling is yours? Which... Feeling is theirs, which feeling is real, which is okay to feel, and is it wrong to feel all these feelings? Unfortunately, I did not have an adult in my life who could understand what was actually happening, who could tell me I'm okay, that everything would be okay, much less show me how to set boundaries. And because of that, I thought I was dying every day. I had every disease under the sun, so I told my parents daily, and the fear devoured me. I started to understand the importance of boundaries when I acknowledged that this was a spiritual journey. I began realizing that the emotions and ailments I was experiencing at work were not mine, but rather my clients. And the years of absorbing everyone else's stuff, which had caused me to bend over backwards, not speak up, be who everyone else wanted me to be, and essentially disrespect myself, ended up making me sick. And I realized the hard way that I had been holding on to everyone else's stuff while negating my desires and feelings in the process. And ironically, it all manifested on the last physical boundary meant to protect me, my skin. And my skin was uncomfortable for some time with open wounds covering 90% of my body, and I had to choose to be comfortable in it. When I returned to health, I quickly put boundaries in place, which did include those things, crystals, sage, and light energy. But it soon turned into the boundary I've come to realize I've worked so hard my whole life to put into place, that of being my authentic self with all my woo-woo-ness and too muchness to my family, friends, clients, romantic partners, and the world. And I, cho- I chose me and was no longer going to hide behind a barrier. Instead, my authentic self was going to become my barrier, but not to deter people, not to shield them, but rather to invite them to also be their true self. Oh, my gosh. I love that. Thank you. I'm sorry, though, that you went through all of that. Yeah. You know, we, we learn the hard a painful way. Right? Yeah. <laughs> But your story is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. I really like the part about the authentic self. Yeah. It's interesting because I think it's not becoming your authentic self. You already are your authentic self. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just sticking to it. Yeah, and I think what it. happens is what we talked about is these, these it gets blurry when yes. we add more people into our circle. And then we start to try to emulate someone else or compromise ourselves to make someone happy. And that's when things get complicated. Right. And so boundaries is really just coming back to the core of who you are and then making choices from that place, regardless if anybody else likes it or not. Mm -hmm. You have to be okay making decisions that other people might not be okay with. And it's the safest place to make decisions from. Right. Is your own true self because you know best. Yeah. Yeah. But we bring those childhood wounds. Right. Like you were talking about in childhood. We don't have that. And so we learn to be somebody we're not to fit in. Mm-hmm. And so then it's that, that it's kind of that restructuring of then who am I, right, after we go through all of that. And then I love the part, too, about the disrespecting myself. 
if we can understand that, that, hey, wait a second, a boundary is, is knowing where I am, where the other person is, but that I'm disrespecting myself by not holding a boundary, that kind of changes the game. Mm-hmm. Because then it's like, well, wait, why am I respecting you more than me? Yeah, I think clear boundaries actually help other people to understand how to relate to us. You know, I think about this a lot with, with children. When you have clear mm-hmm. boundaries and consistency, mm-hmm. then your children will understand how they're supposed to operate, and they will be more consistent. And have consequences. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. Exactly. Have those yeah. consequences. Follow through. The follow through. <laughs> it's like, if you push this boundary, okay, shame on you once, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, kind of thing. But it's like, no, here's a boundary if you cross it. And kids especially need that. And they're, I grew up without them, right? Yeah. So you don't know what to do exactly. And you're trying to make these decisions with a child mind. And it gets very confusing. And it's not just children that will push you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, you know, the interesting thing is like the, the entire world is always going to make requests of you. Right. That's never going to stop. And if you're focused on trying to get everybody else to stop making requests, you're focusing on the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. Because every request, you have a choice. Yes. And And it is about choices. And that's that responsibility where we take responsibility for ourselves Mm -hmm. by doing that. And encouraging each other to do it is beautiful. Right. So, Brenda, what has been your experience with boundaries? Well, I can so relate as we've been talking about when you were sharing about other people's energies and not realizing and not having anyone to help guide you, right? I didn't have that either. And I am actually so glad that you are your authentic self. I like your woo-woo-ness. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> My woo-woo-ness <laughs> likes your woo-woo-ness. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, like both of you actually, I didn't have boundaries. It was fascinating to learn in adulthood that I did have sovereignty over my body and emotions. There was so much chaos in my childhood parents divorcing and remarrying and we went from three kids to nine kids and getting lost in that dynamic where there was abuse of all kinds. It didn't help me, you know, learn how to say no to the inappropriate touching of my body and how to stand up for myself in relationships. I learned that it was better to appease others and put them first before my own needs, which didn't help me with my own self-empowerment. It did help me, though, learn to be very hypervigilant and anticipate the needs of others, though which did serve me. You know, we were talking about the gift. It did serve me in my career of being an executive assistant. So there was a gift. However, as we talked about, it comes at a heavy price. When I started learning about boundaries, it was hard to set them and not feel guilty and selfish. Learning that I actually felt a difference within myself when I practiced those boundaries helped me so much. That feeling, right? We have to feel it. And it helped me feel mentally, emotionally, and physically safe, which I hadn't felt in many years, as you guys can relate to, and encouraged me to continue to learn more about them and set them in all areas of my life. I had to learn to respect myself and also respect others' boundaries as well. It was a two-way street. We do learn from each other, and witnessing other people's boundary setting helped me to give myself permission to set my own. And it wasn't until later in life, in my 40s, that I learned to stand up for myself in my last marriage and not allow myself to be a doormat and learn to express what I felt I wanted. And even though it ended in divorce, it set me free. I was then able to have boundaries and relationships moving forward in dating and then with my current husband. When we got together, I was very upfront with him about my availability and that we weren't going to see each other every day. We could talk on certain days, and with my work schedule, I wouldn't be able to text all day, but could get back to him at certain times. I love the clarity. <laughs> very structured. I know, I know it was. You can get structured. back to my assistant. On I, exactly, and it would, I had to go that direction, no, right? Learning it. to set them, right? Sure. That pendulum sure. swing, and it was important to do this for myself, right? And then it turned out because, well, my history was that I would get lost in the relationships, and I just wanted to do this differently. I really wanted to get it and to be upfront. And the beauty of it was that he agreed and he actually thanked me because he hadn't experienced being in a relationship with someone that had, that had boundaries. Hmm. That way he didn't have to guess at what to do. And it was freeing for both of us. I love that. Yeah. It shocked me because I thought the relationship was over. <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> when you said something, because I felt like, oh God, what's right. he going to say? And it was, he's like, oh my God, thank you. And I'm like, Really? 
Yeah, but don't you feel, I think, expressing gratitude for other people's boundaries, as we've been discussing, helps you to set your own boundaries or to make those, right? So I'm sure, did he get better at setting his own boundaries? He did. He did, Mm -hmm. and it was an agreement. So then when he felt, when he was pushing the boundary, it was like, I could say, hey, we agreed on this, unless something came up. You know, it wasn't like a hard, hard, but it's like, oh, yeah, okay, that's right. You know, and he said it helped him to help himself in other boundaries, in other areas of his life. Yeah. And so, yeah, so it really helped in our communication because, you know, it always seeps over into other areas, you know, and so it was pretty amazing. Yeah, it's the rules of engagement. Yeah, right? there you go. You're like, this, these are the terms that we're going <laughs> to operate under, which is funny because that's what you spend however long trying to figure out anyway. Like when you don't right. vocalize it. Yeah, right. it's you, faster. Yeah, you're just kind of like figuring out on the fly versus if you come in right off the bat saying, this is who I am. Yeah. This yeah. is what's important to me. This is how I operate. And people are like, great. Do I want to enter into this partnership or not? <laughs> right. Right. And that's what I told him. It's like, okay, you know, you have a choice. This is how it is. And, and at that point, you know, I'm, you're not 100% emotionally invested. So it's like, and if you can't honor this, because I'm honoring me, if you can't honor me and respect me for this, and I don't want to be in relationship with you, I want to do this differently. I'm learning to empower myself. Yeah. And he was like, whoa, no, I'm in. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You know, which was so cool. Did you feel selfish at all when you were first laying it out or guilty? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And hesitant (laughs) and stuff. But I practiced it. Right. It's like, no, this is how I want to be. And because I had, you know, through the dating thing, you know, you're learning. And finally, especially with narcissists. Yes. Yeah. It's always the narcissist and the empath. (laughs) (laughs) Always. Well, the people are going to come by and challenge us, right? Well, yeah. All of us. Cause us to grow. Yeah. Right? Well, and together you learn. Okay, Mm -hmm. how do I, where do I soften? Where do I not? Where I have the choice. And then we can compromise like we were talking about and work on it together. Right. And that I think is the beauty that I never, ever had in any relationship because of that codependency. And so that's what gave me strength to, to hold my own self and empowerment so that we stay, you know, sovereign in our own selves, that autonomy, and then have the relationship. So there's, you know, three kind of entities, him, me, and the relationship. Yeah. And learning all those childhood attachments or unlearning them. Yeah. (laughs) It's hard. Yeah. When you're facing it, Mm -hmm. you know, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you'd rather not do that. No. (laughs) Well, do we have time to go to some of our questions for today, Eric? We do. Okay. Uh, so let's go to the first question, and then uh, we got to take a quick break. Okay, but sounds great. Let's uh, read this one from Jan from Lincoln, Nebraska. She says, I'm really glad you're talking about boundaries today. I've just begun my spiritual path and recently become a Reiki practitioner. I've been married for almost 20 years, and my husband does not believe in anything esoteric. I've started noticing that he's got a lot of obstacles lately where my life seems more carefree. So I find myself trying to take on a lot of his stuff lately to help. Would setting up a boundary with my husband show that I love him less? Mm, Good question. Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Yeah. How long have you been married, Brenda? (laughs) (laughs) So on this one or all the ones put together? Yeah. (laughs) I wasn't going to go there. (laughs) Be sure you beat me. Yeah. No. No, I don't believe. I think this is a great question, though, because I felt that way. Like we were talking about in the dating scene, right? When I I got together with my husband, we've been together 10 years now. And and it was hard to set up because I thought that, you know, that meant that I loved them less. Mm -hmm. If I set the boundary that they would feel like I loved them less, but actually like I, when I could be my authentic self, like we talked about when I was more firm in what I wanted, what I felt, it actually helped us love each other more. Yeah. You know, now when you're in the middle of this relationship like that together 20 years and he doesn't believe in anything esoteric, he doesn't have to necessarily believe in what, what you believe in Jan. It's like you can actually stand up for yourself and say, Hey, I appreciate you and your belief. And then I would appreciate, and being very honest, I would appreciate just, you don't have to understand it, but please respect that this is important to me. And then it doesn't take away from our relationship. Right. You know, and that, you know, I, I, if you want to know more, great. The other part was I really got interested in what my husband was doing too, because he wasn't into the esoteric at all. 
I was. And he's like, I don't know about this woo-woo stuff, <laughs> you know. But he said, but I said, I'm inviting you. Here it is, like a waitress, right, with a with a platter. Here's this. You make a choice. You can you can right. learn about it or not. I'm not going to hold that against you. I ask you that you don't hold it against me. Mm-hmm. And it worked well. Yeah, I mean, I think when somebody's making a boundary for us, our job is to not take it personally, mm, right? And so I think when we're making a boundary <clears throat> in a relationship, the other person has to understand that it's actually about us. It's our thing. It's what we need. And they need to be able to understand that and try not to take it personal. I guess I understand there's lots of different situations. <laughs> right. But at least if you can kind of come together with that method- then, methodology. But then I also understand as a, you know, empath and a healer, and she just became a Reiki practitioner, you want to take on everybody's stuff. Yeah. And why wouldn't you want to take on, you know, the person you love the most? Yeah. Right? You want to take on all their stuff for them. But understanding that it's also their journey, right? They have their own lessons to learn. And so giving them that space to do that, and it's, it's not your responsibility just because you're married or partnered with them. Right. And like you were saying, Brenda, I, I believe it allows you to love them, you know, love them more, yeah. if not equally, because you're giving them that space to grow, right? Yes. And you're supporting them through the process. Yeah, so. and you're honoring each other. It's that two-way street. Yeah. Yeah. Wonderful. All right. We're going to have to take a quick break, but don't forget if you have a question about boundaries or want to share your personal experience, you can message us directly on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Peach fuzz is great if it's on a peach. Let Sakura Skin and Mind remove unsightly hair with dermaplaning. Although its primary purpose is to remove layers of dead skin, it's just one of the added benefits leaving your skin baby smooth, safe, effective, fast and affordable. What a concept! Sakura Skin and Mind wants you to look your very best and dermaplaning is just one tool in their chest. Find out about dermaplaning at sakuraskinandmind.com S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com We bring out the healthy skin and healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had. The passing of our loved ones always proves to be very challenging, but can be met with ease when working with someone who can hold space, compassion, and especially someone who works across the veil. Allow Sakura Sutter, multidimensional channeler and intuitive medium, to be your spiritual guide with the other side. No matter if you choose to communicate with your transitioned loved ones to help you with the grieving process, or connect with spiritual, galactic, and other light beings to explore and dive in more on your spiritual path, Sakura can assist you. Not only does Sakura channel insightful messages, but she also incorporates her metaphysical tools to help you move through blocks and unprocessed emotions and feelings, providing you with a closure, relief, and new mindset to move forward. So don't hesitate to take your first step towards healing so you can start living your life once again. Remote sessions available. Contact Sakura at sakurasutter.com. That's S-A-K-U-R-A-S-U-T-T-E-R. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I am also the host of Love from the Hip. And I am forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I am transformational coach, author, and your host, Roy Reich. On today's show, we're discussing boundaries, what they are, and how we can create them in our lives. And if you have a question or need some advice or simply want to share, message us on our Facebook page, Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. All right. Well, do we have more more messages today? We do. RJ from St. Louis, Missouri says, I feel like my current employer has taken advantage of the COVID situation by overworking me. Working from home, I find that I'm now working way more hours and feel even more stressed than when I was going into the office. 
I'm afraid to set boundaries with them for fear of being unemployed. Any suggestions? Mm. Who wants this? One? <laughs> oh, God. Huh, Rory? I pick you. I wonder, I don't I wonder think I, who. I, I can't relate to this question at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, you know, a lot of my friends and, and people that I uh, work with uh, at Microsoft and outside are all going through this, right? I think before COVID, there was uh, a certain set of rules that everybody played by. And now I think things have gotten really blurry, uh, just like our our boundaries discussion here. And so uh, I've been feeling this. I, I think it's only increased over time, uh, where in the beginning, you know, people were starting to maybe work a little bit more. Yeah. And then I think it's actually just gotten exaggerated for me as time has gone on. It hasn't, it hasn't improved. Although I will say that, you know, a lot of companies understand and, and I think they're sympathetic to the situation. It's just challenging, right? And so mm-hmm. this is a great <laughs> example of boundaries. And so, you know, one of the questions I've been asking myself is, you know, if you're not setting that boundary with your employer, why? Mm-hmm. Like if you're looking for your employer to, to remedy the situation for you, I think that's the wrong way to be looking at it. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. what you can do is say, mm, I get paid for eight hours of work a day, <laughs> right? If that's, yeah. if that's the case and I'm working 10 hours a day and I'm only going to work eight hours a day. So what does that look like? What does that conversation look like when you go back to your employer and say, hey, this is the situation and I need to like pull things back. I'm going to work from nine to five. I have children to take care of. I have this to take care of. Like I can't do that anymore. And I'll be honest, I've watched lots of colleagues do that. Don't you feel too, I have a lot of clients that are working the same. Yeah. And I feel like also it is part of you setting the boundary for yourself. Oh, 100%. Yeah. That there's there's kind of this martyr <laughs> mm-hmm. syndrome going on where you feel like, no, you can take it on. You can do it all. And so you do. That's exactly it. Yep. And it's not necessarily the employer. No. It's more the person. <laughs> it's totally. Yeah. And I'm sure there's different situations. But I think for the most part, there's probably not going to be any employer that's going to say, actually, you're getting paid for eight hours. And I need you to work 12. Right. right. Like there's not, a, <laughs> right. there's no real That's defense illegal. there. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I think if you go to them and let them know like, Hey, I, th- this is my boundaries. These mm-hmm. are the hours I'm available and I'm not available these hours. Uh, it's really hard to imagine most employers pushing back on that. Right. I think, but you have to come to the table with that. You have to bring it to people's attention. And those are the boundaries I have to set, you know, as far as being an intuitive medium, you yeah. know, between the hours of <laughs> Tell people yeah. to stop coming to you. Yeah, and coming like, yeah. in. And, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is very, yeah, that's really good because a lot of people who aren't, who are learning to be intuitive like that, mediums, they yeah. don't. I remember my girlfriend going, Brenda, help me. How could I do this? And so directing her to people that's like, here's the women I know that do create those boundaries. Right. You know, is really powerful because I don't have, luckily, I don't have that. And although, intuitive, but not the medium part. <laughs> although, although, RJ, I'm not getting paid for that necessarily. Yeah. But anyway. Yeah. But, you know, and I think looking at the cost of, of this piece is important. What is it costing? You know, RJ, what is it costing you? Yeah, long term especially. Yeah. Right? With your own right. experience. Because you're Brenda. getting resentful and you're getting, you know, and, and you're pushing. It's like, what's driving that underneath? Like you were talking about. What? Why? Why am I working more hours when I'm not getting paid for it? What am I trying to prove? Is there a little belief under there that, you know, is, or guilt or something that's driving this? There's something driving it. And then to be, keep doing it, and then you get to that resentment point. And, and I'll just say from my own experience, 30 plus years in corporate, what got me out of that was a painful experience of my body breaking down because I was doing the same thing, but in office, not out of office even with the guidelines. And I learned later because I ended up with a neck fusion of back fusion, you know, and adrenal fatigue. So I had to step away from that because I was tearing my body down. I didn't have the boundaries. And it was later that the boss was like, well, why didn't you just tell me? Yeah. Yeah. It was like, oh, I thought I was going (laughs) to get in trouble. I thought I was going to lose my job. Thought I wasn't going to be the person I thought that I needed to be. That was on me. Mm-hmm. Not to say that all employers are like that, because some do have that expectation. But starting, I think, Rory, what you were saying with why. Yeah. Why am I doing mm-hmm. this is a beautiful question to yeah. start with. And questioning your worries. Yes. Why are you afraid of being honest? And your worth. And your worth. 
Because yeah. understanding the cost, too, can help you with that. You're worth more than that, RJ. You're worth more than that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and there's nothing wrong with going above and beyond if that's what you want mm-hmm. to do. Right. That's the choice you are making. If it's going to get you somewhere that you want to go. Yeah. But if you've made the call that, like, you are overwhelmed, you are not feeling well, you are overstressed, then it's on you to, yeah. to let people know. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, RJ, I agree with Rory. Nice. Yeah, tell your employer. You. You're welcome. <laughs> you go. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go back to our messages, Eric. Yes, Dana from Monterey, California says, I find myself having a hard time setting boundaries with my teenage kids. I find myself dropping things I've planned often to accommodate them. And because they know this, they ask me often. I feel like saying no may make them feel less loved. Any advice? Oh, boy. Mm. Oh, boy. Well, I don't have a teenage <laughs> I wonder child who he yet. has a teenage. Oh, but I am yeah. getting to that place, so I have <laughs> lots are. of... Well, uh, mine is, you know, she's going to be 40 <laughs> next month, so... Yeah. 18 going on 40. 18 going on 40. So, I mean, as Brenda said earlier, kids are definitely ones to push the boundaries, right? Yes. And all of us ex- parents experience this at one point or another, and Rory, you have a lot to look forward to. I can't yes. wait. Um, and we all over-function and over-empathize because we want to take on everything for our children, right? We want them to not feel the pain. We, we want to take on their homework even. We want to do it all. Um, but we have to draw a clear boundary. Otherwise, we're not the parent, right? It just gets blurred. Where's the child start and where does the parent begin? Mm-hmm. And so we do have to be clear with our boundaries with our children. And it's going to take time. And it's going to take practice. I would suggest maybe um, setting a schedule like Brenda did with her husband yeah as far as these are the days that I might be available and these are days that I'm definitely not and just sticking to it and also as Brenda was saying earlier with having a consequence if they start blurring your boundaries I think you need to stick to that too because it's just allowing yourself to respect yourself too as a parent and yeah I think teenagers do want that right so you know in the teenagers my girls are older now right but in that and as I've learned they're 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 expressing themselves. They're trying things out. They're pushing things. Mm-hmm. They're, they're trying to be their autonomy. They're trying to figure out where they where they are while they also want to fit in. And the parents are going to be the one place that they're going to push those boundaries, right? right? And so we as a parent need to look again, just like we did with the last person, was like, let's look at why. Why do I feel like I need to drop everything? Why do I want not feel like I've, that they will love me, mm-hmm. right? Because they're probably going to love you more, not at first. It may take them till their 20s or more <laughs> to say they love you, but they're going to appreciate that because that's my oldest daughter pushed the boundary all the time. And it was later when she had her own kids where she said, oh, mom, I'm so sorry. Right. <laughs> you know, I get it now. But I think learning to have that for ourselves shows them how to respect themselves and other people by doing that. And it's hard. It's not, it's not easy, especially if you haven't been doing it. Starting it can be a challenge. And love is unconditional, right? Well, and I think this is where you have to change the way you think about being a parent. Mm. Being a parent isn't about making your child happy. No. Even though we want our kids to be happy. Yeah. Oh, geez, that's a whole nother (laughs) show. Being a parent is ideally about training and teaching them to be a responsible, (laughs) well-adjusted, kind adult with great boundaries right like that's the thing is like you're teaching them and they're going to model your behavior right yes and so that's what you have to remember (laughs) Mm -hmm. and you're helping them with their independence yeah well yeah because that autonomy thing going back to that definition is really important to learn how to be autonomous and not codependent right right not enmeshed with other people and and being able to be your own person but i love what you said like every opportunity is or every circumstance is an opportunity for you to set a clear boundary with your child, and they're looking for that. Yes. Right? They're going to continue to ask you to make them lunch every single day <laughs> until you say, well, Make why me a snack. Why you make I it better. Sh- why don't I show you how to make it, and there now you, you can make it for yourself after this. Beautiful. Right? Yeah. Challenging. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, well, we're going to take a quick break, but everyone stick around for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. 
Your skin is your body's largest organ. Care for it properly, starting with your face. Sakura Skin and Mind offers several clinical facial treatments to help stimulate collagen production, eliminate toxins, boost circulation, and deeply cleanse. See a new you in your mirror. Clinical facials range from $90 and up. Do your face a favor. Sakura Skin and Mind, erasing wrinkles one clinical facial at a time. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. U-R-A, skinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y R-E-I-C-H dot com. Family owned since 1986, Stargazers, a unique metaphysical bookshop, offers a large selection of precious gems, jewelry, candles, sage, shamanic drums and rattles, oracle cards, incense, and more. Plus, you can find a variety of healing goodness from some of the best healers under one roof, such as tarot and oracle card readings, spiritual response therapy, data healing, and energy work. Located in Bellevue at 12727 Northrop Way, Suite 10, Stargazers provides a foundation for healing, ample wisdom, and resources for starting or continuing your spiritual journey. Stargazers, making sense of the stars and everything esoteric. For more information and store hours, go to stargazersbooks.com. That's S-T-A-R-G-A-Z-E-R-S books.com or call 425-885-7289. That's 425-885-7289. Welcome back to Love from the Hip presents the Conscious Coaching Hour. I'm intuitive medium, spiritual coach, and your host, Sakura Sutter. I'm also the host of Love from the Hip. And I'm forgiveness coach, author, and your host, Brenda Reese. And I'm transformational coach, author, and your host, Ray Reich. Check us out on our new affiliate on Sundays at 12 p.m. on AM 1450 KBKW. It's time for the Oracle Card in the Conscious Coaching Hour. Well, let's ask Spirit or Universe for further guidance on today's topic of boundaries. Okay, so let's go ahead and shuffle. What deck are we using? Today, we're going to be using Wisdom of the Oracle by Colette Baron-Reed. And so let's pull the card. Okay, thank you, Sakura. All right, so today we have card number 43 called Deep Knowing. So the deep knowing, the essential meanings of this card is intuition, listening to the oracle within, empathy, which we would have been talking about, and hypersensitivity. So the message is intuition is the faculty that allows you to enter into a dialogue with source, the consciousness that you are a part of but cannot see with the naked eye. It's perplexing that people are taught to ignore this natural capacity to navigate their journeys, to access their inner guidance. Know that you have an ability to read between the lines and find all the truth that was missing when the story was told. This deep knowing allows you to open the door to wisdom far greater than what is available in the limitations of human experience. You're given information that may make no sense whatsoever to the logical mind or your five senses, but which is 100% correct and true. The trick is to listen and then act accordingly. You're now invited into this sacred dialogue of deep knowing, so tune in. Trust your vibes. They will be right. Ask and you will receive answers from unusual sources. Yeah, it's fitting. Listen. Listen to yourself. I, I mean, I, It's the first step, right? right? How can you have a boundary if you don't know yourself and what you want that boundary to be? Because you're going to feel it. Well, <laughs> you are, and I, that gave me kind of chills when, when, you know, when we pulled it was because that's something that we forget to do mm-hmm. or we don't do, right? We don't trust it. I was getting those little inclinations growing up and going through different relationships. Like, don't go there. 
don't do it, right? We get the tightening somewhere in our mm-hmm. body. And I wasn't listening. as like, dang, I was getting signs and stuff, <laughs> and I did it again, right? Right. And so I think that's a beautiful, it's a beautiful way to start setting boundaries, learning how we feel inside ourselves. Right. Yep. Which only helps us to be then more with our true selves. Yeah. Right? Yeah. All right. Well, let's go back to our messages for today. All right. Susan from Orlando says, Oh, my gosh. Thanks for this topic. I don't feel so alone now hearing all of you share. I'm in a relationship where my partner makes all the decisions, and I find that I'm almost afraid to say what I want. It's not that he's abusive. It's just this panic feeling I get. And so I always do what she wants to do. What are some ways that I can learn to not be so scared to speak up? Mm. So, wants to dive in on this one. So we can all relate to relationships, right? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Well, so, uh, you said earlier it was freeing. It is freeing. freeing. It is freeing. But it's also scary. Mm-hmm. When you haven't been doing it and you're with a partner, and like we were talking about, that setting boundaries is a loving act for yourself and the other person. It encourages them to set them. But it's also not acceptable for us to be taken advantage of either. If somebody's always making decisions, maybe it's because we've allowed them to. Right. We treat we've people how them. to treat us, right? Mm-hmm. We've enabled them to do that. And so I think that I understand being afraid to speak your truth to, you know, but I encourage Susan for you to really feel what you want to feel. Like what are your values? What do you feel strongly about? And start the conversation saying, "Hey, I usually, you know, acquiesce to to you and the decision making but I want to try to make my own decisions I want to start doing this like you know what's for dinner or where are we going to go or start with something simple and then practice with that you're going to be nervous you're going to be scared and you're going to feel free and empowered when maybe that person I don't know yet (laughs) says to you your partner may say Oh, great. Shoo, that takes a load off, right? Right. They may actually be waiting for Susan to step in and make some decisions. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it takes two people to make a dynamic. And those two people keep the dynamic going. Mm -hmm. And so it's difficult to say that my partner is doing X. It's like, no, you're both creating this thing. Mm -hmm. And you have the power of choice at any moment to change that dynamic. And your partner, like you mentioned, could be totally unaware of the dynamic and that you don't like it right yeah. because you've never said anything mm-hmm. so you have to speak up first and say hey you know what like i actually want to make some changes here mm-hmm. and it's like you said it's totally understanding to be fearful of that if you're not used to doing it but right. that's on you and you just got to like take baby steps and, and start somewhere but your partner like you said they may relish it and i've interviewed a few um relationship coaches who recommend that decision making is done 50 50. Mm. And that the person who is more qualified in one area, maybe take that on and the other person take on whatever they feel most comfortable in. But that's what makes a successful relationship is a 50-50 decision making. And I like that because it's about communication being two ways. You know, it's not just talking at right. each other. It's talking with. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's scary when we, have, we don't have that background like we talked about in the beginning. We don't have that background of having the boundaries. But learning to speak up for ourselves is an amazing thing that we get. It's a gift we give ourselves and the person or people that we're with. Mm-hmm. And so, and I love what you said about the dynamics of the relationship too, Rory. You know, but it's so true that I think it is 50-50 and learning to speak up is so important. And the only way through fear is through it. <laughs> not around it, not over it, under it, is, is being able to face that fear and just try something little like that. Hey, can I make a decision on dinner tonight? Yeah. You know, or whatever that is. Yeah. And your throat chakra will thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so what are our final takeaways on boundaries today? What do you guys think? Uh, well, you know, I think setting boundaries isn't mean and it doesn't make you an uncaring person. Uh, what they do is make you and everyone else you interact with clear on who you are. When we vocalize what we think and what we want and are consistent, it teaches others where we stand and how we want them to interact with us. So healthy boundaries actually make things easier for everyone involved. Love that. And I know, Brenda, you're going to give an exercise. I just want to add to take it from me and my own personal journey. Do not wait 
until it affects your physical health. Please do not wait. Start setting those boundaries. I love that. That's powerful. All right, so here's some things to think about because I love exercises. Okay, first, figure out what you want from your various relationships. Set boundaries based on those desires and then be clear with yourself and the other people about those boundaries. Keep in mind that it's pretty impossible to set boundaries without those consequences. So stating the boundary and a reason why can be helpful for all parties involved. Not all the time, but especially with close relationships. An example would be asking that your partner respect your personal goals or business goals if they want to be in relationship with you. So make sure you set a consequence that you can follow through on. No is a complete sentence. (laughs) Remember that. No need to explain. Over-explaining usually leans towards a codependent relationship, and that's what we're learning to move away from. And lastly, keep the focus on you. Making I statements is empowering. I need 20 minutes to myself when I come home from work or end my workday is a great example. Wonderful. Love those. Mm -hmm. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but we want to thank you. We want to thank Eric, our lovely producer, KKNW, and our new affiliate, KBKW, the Talk of Grace Harbor. Don't forget to subscribe, like, and share our podcast, The Conscious Coaching Hour, which you can find under Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P, anywhere you can find podcasts. And what are we talking about on our next show? On our next show, we'll start by discussing anxiety, how to identify it, what it means, and how we can manage it. Mm-hmm. Do you love the show? Have a question you would like us to answer on the air? Follow us, like us, and message us on Instagram or Facebook and at Love from the Hip. That's H-Y-P. You can find me at SakuraSetter.com. You can find me at RoryReich.com. And you can find me at BrendaReeseCoaching.com. Tune in. Every month on Wednesdays from 2 to 3 p.m. on AM 1150 KKNW. And Sundays from 12 to 1 p.m. on AM 1450 KBKW for more of the Conscious Coaching Hour. Where we help you awaken your intuition and inner coach. So you can live your best life. Microneedling is a revolutionary treatment that can help reduce the appearance of acne scars, fine lines, pigmentation, wrinkles, even improve the appearance of stretch marks by stimulating collagen and elastin. Sakura Skin and Mind specializes in this procedure that jumpstarts your body's natural healing process. Sakura Skin and Mind believes in not only keeping the skin up to date with the latest trends in the skincare industry, but also keeping the skin beautiful, fast, pretty, painless, and affordable. Find out more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. A health crisis is one of the most challenging situations we will experience in our lifetime. It leaves us frightened, confused, and asking, why did this happen to me? Transformational coach Rory Reich experienced his healing crisis when the life he had so carefully constructed came crumbling down around him. The universe had offered him a challenge. He chose to accept it and to rediscover who he was before it was too late. In his book, Transform Yourself Through Disease, Rory shares his personal journey alongside eight practical steps to help those who are stuck realize their self-impairing beliefs and discover ways of transforming them so they can reclaim their health and create the life of their dreams. Don't let your health crisis define you. Take the next step and transform yourself today. For a free life coaching consultation, contact Rory at RoryReich.com. That's R-O-R-Y-R-E-I-C-H dot com. Hypnotherapy helps you discover and explore deep, sustainable life changes. Let Sakura guide your communication with your unconscious mind. Rid yourself of negative behaviors, fears, pains, and emotions. Weight loss, smoking, childhood drama, chronic pain, and much more can be addressed. Begin healing now. Just $100 for the first session. Learn more at sakuraskinandmind.com. S-A-K-U-R-A skinandmind.com. Bring out the healthy way of thinking you didn't know you had.